That's mm, almost 90. Uh, it's 60 degrees now in Appomattox, which I'm okay with. Uh, 62 in Salem and Roanoke, 59 Mm. in Danville, 61 in Bedford, 60 in Lynchburg. Yeah, I really, I'm, 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 I'm very much ready for fall to just come and stay. I understand. Please, thank you very much, sir. I understand. It's just not working out Mm -hmm. that way for me. So before (laughs) we went into break, we were talking about um, how how you think Newsom could could become president well, at I mean, some point because he, I think he, it doesn't seem to matter how leftist he goes i know it doesn't well i mean here's the beauty of it i mean the guy last week on one hand he's telling you we're not going to allow combust uh, you know engines you know gasoline powered right. diesel powered engines mm-hmm. to be sold past uh, 2035 so that's that's you know that's thirteen years out. But as we know, Northam tied t- us to it. Well, right. he tied us to it. But Northam also that that whole marijuana thing that we're mm. still debating yeah. that was going to be two or three years out, and he sped that up to have it happen before he left his administration. So right. what's to say you know that Newsom won't co- try to pull the same kind of thing? Because you know Mother Earth is dying a lot quicker than we thought, Janet. It's on life support. <laughs> but the pot's growing fine. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and speaking of some of those ties that that we have, yeah. thanks to to Northam, uh, in the eight o'clock hour, yeah. we will welcome Bob Good. He yeah. he will be in studio with mm-hmm. us, and we're going to ask him some questions about how how are we going to undo right some of the damage done by Northam, and there was quite a bit yeah done mm-hmm. there. So uh, and he'll give us some of the national you know perspectives to um, what's going on. I mean, uh, uh, an administration that just I mean, the the reality of, I mean it. It's raining out, but it's not raining. Right. The whole the I mean, whole thing. It's, it's, it's the whole emperor has no clothes. Yeah. I mean, it's. Um, Is it that outfit magnificent? Yeah. And just just naked as the day they were born. Yes, looks great. Um, it, that that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. It, it's, it's Is like that a double or dual reality or whatever. And make no mistake about it, uh, we're talking about these situations going on at at the border. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, we have a vice president who says, border's secure. We all know it's not secure. Uh, We know that a lot of those immigrants are being, and have been, distributed throughout the country by the president. Uh, Now they're being bussed in and flown in. uh, Did you hear the comparison that that DeSantis should be equated him and, and Governor Abbott as smugglers, coyotes. They're, oh. they're comparing them to ki- abusers. Well, all I kinds knew, of things. Yeah, I knew they said they were, you know, creating a humanitarian crisis. Right, right. Uh, apparently <laughs> Biden wasn't, but they are. Yeah, only in the Martha's Vineyard where they shipped them off within 48 hours. So they are flying them into places like D.C., mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the D.C. and New York. Right. Neither of which is close, uh, very far away from Virginia. No, it's not. So if you think that this isn't impacting our state, you're being extremely naive. Right. Because because it is, mm-hmm. uh, Texas Democrat, a Democrat, yeah, is calling out Kamala Harris on her border claim. Is this one of the mayors? Uh, Henry Collier, a Democrat from Texas. Okay, and he dismissed Vice President Harris's assessment that America's southern border is secure during a, a weekend appearance last weekend on yeah. CNN. Uh, uh, CNN spoke with Collier about the state of the southern border mm-hmm. 
played a clip of Harris claiming it was under control. Right. I mean, because even even the CNN host was like, "You got to be! I can't believe you're saying this. Right? You're making my ratings." We um, have a secure border, and that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. It's a priority. And the CNN host, uh, how does he say his last name? Michael Schmerkonish. Oh, Schmerkonish. Uh, Schmerkon- uh, here, let me. Yeah. Yeah, Schmerkonish. Yeah. Uh, he balked at the claim at right. the time, and he asked uh, Collier, who is from the area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the question, is the border secure? And he said, Congressman, that's just not true, is it? Mm. You're on the front line. You've spent your whole life in Laredo. The border is not oh, secure, wow, yeah. is it? This is a CNN host. Yeah. And and he affirmed. He said the border is not secure, with all due respect to the vice president, uh, we get thousands of people along the border from six to 8,000 people per day. Wow. They're releasing people. We can send you pictures of videos of mm. what's happening in Del Rio, right. the Valley of El Paso, and other places. Mm-hmm. People are coming in. I mean, it is a steady line. Yeah, yeah. Um, he followed up by offering devastating numbers. We have 1.7 million people that were encountered last year. We're going to have two to 2.2 million by the end of this fiscal year in about two more weeks. That's four million people. This doesn't even include the getaways. Right. Getaways are people that Border Patrol has a good idea that evaded them. So you're talking about four million plus in two years. Right. If you call that secure, I don't know what secure is. Wow. So... So that's the reality yeah. of it. Coming and from the, a Democrat. That, in, that needs to show up in a commercial or two or 10 or 100. Or 100. Yeah. In the meanwhile, you've got a Democrats in places like Martha's Vineyard just <laughs> clutching the pearls. Oh They're just, gosh. it's just well, so it's, terrible. We just do not have, they just can't stay here. Well, look, that, we don't have a square to spare. The lady not that had the, the blonde curly hair that we played last week. Right. And she was saying, we just don't have the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And then, and then. She was Obama later quoted. Has 29 acres. Right. She was later, uh, they interviewed her again and she was crying, saying, Oh, the squalor and everything they've had to deal with. Oh, my you know? word. And, and, and she was just wiping the We've tears. We've got to get them out before, but that's what we have here. <laughs> yeah, right. um, oh, my God. So they, uh, Fox reached out to President Biden, mm-hmm. um, James Taylor, Spike Lee, David Letterman, they all have homes on the island. They're all very outspoken Mm -hmm. politically. Mm -hmm. They've been tight-lipped on this one. Yeah. Not been saying much. I mean, if Obama really wanted to, you know he doesn't spend a lot of time, especially this time of year. Let him, even if they let him pitch tents outside for two weeks and show some some compassion for crying out loud, you know. Because you don't want to let him in your house because then you'd have to fumigate it, of course. Look, Obama's compound alone oh, could yeah. have handled Oh, those. could have handled hundreds. Put up a few tents, throw yeah. in some trailers, yeah, several some vendors. thousands. I mean, you know, the, the yeah. food the food trucks would love to have some business during the, Plenty. You know, the fall. Plenty of people. Let the government pay the bill? Sure. Which is us. Yeah. Well, that's actually going to our children and grandchildren. They're going to pay the bill someday. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, evidently, <laughs> here's a photo of a Venezuelan migrant mm-hmm. led onto a bus at St. Andrew's Episcopal Church on Friday the 16th, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably on the way out of town. Yeah. Um, 
It's just the hypocrisy is oh, un it, it just freaking drip, believable. Yeah. It is unbelievable. Meantime, in Texas, Texas border town, uh, Eagle Pass, Texas is the name of the town. A business owner there says she's been forced to sell her family business after the venue was broken into on five separate occasions since February. Mm. She said, I worked with my father for 19 years uh, to create the Wagon Wheel local barbecue joint. Uh, One break-in they had had in 25 years Mm -hmm. up up until that point. Uh, From February till now, I've had five. Mm. Not only has my business been broken into and ransacked, it's just the insecurity now. Nobody feels safe at home anymore. They say migrants arriving in Eagle Pass look for shelter and supplies anywhere they can find them. Hmm. Her family restaurant had to be shuttered at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. She said that was a frequent stop. The Del Rio sector of the southern border, which includes this small town of Eagle Pass, has had 375,000 migrant encounters since October of last year. Holy cow. They say migrants have completely overrun the town, mm-hmm. leading residents and businesses to feel completely insecure. Wow. Two locations down from our original location, our smokehouse and our honky-tonk, we have this facility that assists in processing all these immigrants. Mm-hmm. Once they're processed, I literally see busloads on a daily basis. They're just released. And then they go and overrun anything they can find. Right. What I had, everything I valued, Anything that had sentimental or monetary value mm-hmm. has depreciated. It's it's the mess, the trash, the vandalism. Right. I'm yeah. so scared that they're going to steal little, little of what I have left. Sure. She says she's reached a breaking point when she encountered an intruder on her property one evening. Um, the business owner called the police. By the time they were able to respond, they were long gone. Now she says she's just going to sell. Wow. Although, what are you going to get for it? Who's, sure. Who wants to come oh, in there and deal it? with that? Yeah. The mayor of El Paso, a Democrat. Now, listen to this. The mayor of El Paso recently began busing migrants to other cities mm-hmm. as a means to deal with the record migration on the southern border. But President Biden has been criticizing Republicans for playing <laughs> politics after busing oh, migrants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. apparently, this guy's not playing politics. Just because he's trying to, to help his town survive. And, of course, in the meantime, Kamala's saying, the border's secure. Another um, owner of a 126-acre ranch in Eagle Pass mm-hmm. says that they have gang cameras up. Right. At this point, they catch more immigrants than wildlife. Oh, wow. Yeah. Prior to opening of the borders, prior to, to Biden taking office Mm -hmm. we maybe saw five immigrants a month yeah now we see them every single day so there you go what are you doing martha's vineyard after sharing hugs and teary goodbyes oh lord with roughly 50 immigrants who had arrived unexpectedly by plane on this affluent island the volunteers who sheltered them at an episcopal church carried out tables and chairs packed food onto the trucks and folded those tables. They were only with us for 44 hours. Oh my gosh. But they made quite an impact on our community. Oh Lord. 
That is the most ridiculous thing. I hope they send another busload immediately. An incredible mark that they left on Martha's Vineyard, according to CNN. So you're saying they don't have to keep pistols in their bedside table to try to be safe. They've shipped them on out. Good to know, Martha's Vineyard. They have security at each house. Could you please cue fire and rain? Instead of illegal immigrants coming up to their daughter's windows and banging on them like they do on the border in Texas... The security guard was able to stop these loving immigrants who just seek a better life, Janet. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We'll never be the same. Yeah. Martha's Vineyard will never be the same. When we come back, we will take a positive look. We'll have a positive story for you because we can't park here or I'm going to hurt somebody and snap like a twig. Uh, We'll be back with a positive story for you. Thanks for starting your morning here with us on The Morning Jam. Uh, Hopefully you're having a good start so far. A little foggy out there. Do be careful. Temperature's going to be kind of warm. We'll be back with your forecast and more here on The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Hungry for some truth with a side of common sense? You want answers? Then you found the right choice. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. Hitting that danger zone somewhere around 8 o'clock, we'll have Representative Bob Good in the studio. Excited about that. Yeah. We're going to talk to him about some national and some state politics. So if you have a question you'd like to ask him, 434 Two four eight zero seven zero four is our text line. Send that um, question, and we'll try to get it on there for you. So, uh, danger zone mm-hmm. is is the uh, is the is what was playing on that video I was telling you about earlier in the oh, show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Where the guys you know talking about how Maverick has made his his sleep apnea so much better because he plays danger zone as he's getting ready for bed right (laughs) and he puts on the mask wow he looks like and he's he's like bringing planes in and jet fighter you know in the bed (laughs) oh my gosh it was so funny yeah it was it was pretty funny so you know if you if you do have to wear the sleep apnea mask you might want to think about that yeah yeah i mean maybe give that a try yeah see what happens (laughs) uh here's a feel-good story heaven knows we could all use it right Mm, now yeah uh many people have taken a lot of interesting paths to get into the field of medicine. Okay. Uh, Dr. Carl Ambley's story is probably different from most. Mm-hmm. Um, he started with a dream as a child in East Cleveland, mm-hmm. and it's something he never forgot about. Yeah. Uh, he ended up opening his own auto repair shop when he was younger. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, I was thinking about things we hold dear uh, to our hearts. I think our health, our family, our friends... And our cars rank high on that list, he mm. said in a recent phone interview. Uh, when all the um, when we suffer loss, emotions run high, and life can be turned upside down. But the journey for him from a longtime auto mechanic to a, a in, in Cleveland to mm-hmm. a medical professional was far from easy. Yeah, he said his family moved to a small suburb of East Cleveland in the mid seventies. Because it was one of the few areas where his parents could afford to buy a home. Decent paying jobs were difficult to find. Uh, His dad was an African-American minister Mm -hmm. and started working as a door-to-door salesman. Okay. His mother was a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. He had five siblings. Right. He said they faced economic hardships. 
they were on welfare for a long time, he Mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. Uh, He recalls many days that his families went without lights, gas, or water. Wow. He said, uh, we did have government handouts. We would have been without food had we not. Mm -hmm. I remember having a desire at a young age to become a doctor. But my circumstances led me to a different place. Right. He said, you can imagine the situation my family and others in the neighborhood would face. Uh, I'm sure our teachers at school tried to educate us the best they could. Mm-hmm. From my own experience, it was focused to, to it was difficult to focus on education when you were facing challenges outside of the walls of schools, like food insecurity, sure. safety, making it to oh, and yeah. from school. I know. Isn't that silly just to think of that? But right. that's a real thing. It's a kids. very real thing for yeah. a lot of a lot of children, mm-hmm. and now, like the, the stories we had out of Texas, even mm-hmm. more so. Yeah, for perhaps students who've never had to face that before. Sure, uh, affording decent clothing, basic school supplies, uh, or just trying to to fit in took precedent over studying and getting good grades. He said, "My saving grace was our listen to this. My saving grace was our." strong family structure mm-hmm. yeah. to all these people out there who want to get rid of the nuclear family right. this is what this man is crediting his survival okay. and, and thriving with right. my siblings and I always stuck together mm-hmm. he said uh, the trajectory towards medicine and other white collar careers takes a constant focus on education Exposure to the desired occupations, enhanced curriculum, and having representative examples to model oneself after. All these things were either non-existent or unreachable Mm -hmm. under his circumstances when he was growing up. He said his parents always taught us the value of working hard for what we wanted, never giving up on our dreams, no matter Mm -hmm. how improbable. And they taught us to treat people fairly with dignity and respect. Right. He said he focused on survival mm-hmm. and put his childhood dream on the back burner, but not forever. During his high school years, he got a job at a local parts store, started doing repairs and maintenance on the side. Mm. After working multiple menial jobs, barely making ends meet, he took a chance on something he was passionate about, and he started his own business, opened his first shop at 19. Okay, cool. He said, I started Ambly's Auto Service almost out of desperation and necessity, but it grew faster than he imagined. Mm-hmm. As it did, so did the challenges of being a small business owner. Right. After a period of time, he needed a change. He became a student at night and worked his job during wow. the day. Wow. Student at night, worked during the day, didn't get his education handed to him. Right, right. No big school loans. Right. He first en- And this is an African-American man. Mm-hmm. He first enrolled... In Ursuline College in Pepper Pike, Ohio, in 2006, he was 34. Wow. Originally, he hoped to get a business degree. Mm-hmm. He was required to take an intro to biology course mm-hmm. as his second to last class to complete his degree. Learning about some of the basic uh, functions of the body reminded me of my ambition to become a doctor. In 2010, he took pre-med classes mm-hmm. at a community college in Cleveland. He was always infatuated with the way things work. That's why he became a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Human body was the most complex of anything I encountered. It fascinated him. Yeah. He became active in volunteer work. Volunteered at a hospital in Cleveland. I performed many hours of shadowing and volunteering. Every exposure I had to medicine further solidified my choice. Wow. 
He was accepted to a program at Cleveland State University to prep him for medical school. Over the course of five years, I attended weekend, evening, early morning classes and Mm pre-med while managing my business, lifestyle, and household. My exit from business could not be abrupt. I had too many people counting on me. Mm. Wow. He did. Yeah. He had a staff. How about that? Too many bills to maintain. Mm -hmm. He credits the support of his family, especially his wife, who is a physical therapist. Oh, sweet. In 2015, he started medical school. Mm -hmm. Determined not to let his age difference hinder or intimidate him, he studied alongside many more youthful classmates. I would argue in many ways I had it easier than some of my younger colleagues. Mm. When I got to medical school, I was laser focused. Yeah. He had many responsibilities to juggle. Father of four, husband, Mm -hmm. a student who had to commute. It forced him to be efficient with his time. I worked hard to stay ahead. It helped me consume the larger quantities of information that must be understood to succeed in medicine. It turned out being a mechanic prepared him well Mm -hmm. to be a compassionate Mm -hmm. doctor. In my automotive business, the failure of transportation lets customers in despair. Unknown cost, unknown length of time, necessity to form contingency plans. He learned to translate those experiences. Mm -hmm. It's just an amazing story. Yeah. Now he's a full-blown doctor. That's great. At 51. Yeah. He graduated at 47. Okay. And uh, he's now at uh, a resident. He's now a resident doctor at Akron General. Hmm. This story should be told in every school, Mm. grade school, middle school, Mm -hmm. high school, Mm -hmm. right along Ben Carson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because these are current stories. These yeah, aren't are. old stories. These are these are current stories. Yeah, they had to push through a lot of of the. Uh, he is an contemporary a magnificent stuff. example. Yeah. for anybody, I don't mm-hmm. care what color you are or what age you are. Right. It's never too early to dream. It's never too late to start. Amen. Preach it, sister. Still foggy in the Lynchburg area, 61 degrees, partly cloudy in Bedford and 61. That's what we have in Roanoke and Salem as well, 60 in Danville, 61 in Appomattox. Okay. WDBJ7 and Gas Buddy releasing uh, a little bit of a a price downward uh, tick here for gas. I don't know how much longer this is going to keep up because of the... uh, the way the strategic oil has been released and released and released sooner or later, they're going to have to say, yeah, we got to keep a little just back, you know, in case we need to have it for a war or something. Anyways, average gasoline prices in Roanoke have fallen 3.2 cents over the last week, averaging around 3.24 as of September 19th. That's today, according to the Gas Buddy survey of 155 stations. I will say in Lynchburg, there are a couple stations now that are uh, hovering around 3.20. Well, it's interesting that you say that because we had a, a texter mm-hmm. this morning wanting to know why is gas two ninety nine in Roanoke and three forty eight in Lynchburg. Well, it does seem to be some there are, wide and varied. You don't have to go even down to hardly Alta Vista, and you'll see a price a drop. A price drop, yeah, yeah. So um, and that's it's that's a great question. Uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how long these these downward trends continue. At some point, it will hit bottom. I'm not sure when that is. But, again, there were um, there some stories over the weekend talking about how vulnerable the president has made us by, by releasing all the uh, – because we have to fill this back up at some point. And uh, that could be costly because of the, the prices that were paid when we, when we built the reserve. Right. So it, it's, it's all kind of coming into play. We'll see because we always see an uptick 
because of consumption, at least for oil prices, when it comes to home heating oil and those kinds of things. So it'll be interesting. Roanoke County Fire and Rescue responded to a structure fire yesterday morning about 4.57 a.m. They say the fire was at the home uh, of the 4700 block of Fort Lewis Church Road in the Fort Lewis area. When crews first arrived, they said they found the two-story wood frame structure heavily involved in a fire. They uh, said that neighbors advised them that someone was possibly still in the house. Uh, They made entry, found one person that was rescued from the home. They say the fire did result in one adult male uh, dying during the the fire uh, at the hospital. The house is a total loss, estimated damage $75,000. The fire still remains under investigation. I know you were down in Bristol not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Appalachian region of Virginia may not be the first place you'd think of when you think of Italian restaurants, but, huh, don't be mistaken. I, don't, a- I don't know. I, I, yeah. I'll share something with you in Okay, a minute. There are actually uh, some pretty good uh, restaurants hiding here and there. One in particular, it's known as absolutely incredible Italian cuisine. The Hidden Gem restaurant is so good that it's worth the drive from any corner of the state. Um, and was is that what it's called? No, it oh. is. It is a the Italiano Cafe in Bristol. Oh, okay, it's uh, been owned and operated since 2008. It's been the favorite among, um, you know, those in the area and those that come in from different places uh, for the last 15 years. Uh, Five star reviews in many cases. Uh, it says um, you're eating home cooked meal inside of Grandma's kitchen. So uh, very authentic, very good. Well, in not Bristol, my grandma, because <laughs> my grandma would have had beans and cornbread, but, ah. <laughs> but maybe yours. Well, yeah, yeah, mine for sure. Yeah, They're, grandma was constantly because you're Italian. Yeah, yeah, full. She was full blooded Italian. So was my grandpa, and a lot. You know, believe it or not, you wouldn't think this, but just as much as you would see a meatball in the tomato sauce, that you would see chicken too because oh. they, they raise their own chickens ah. and the stories i don't remember because i was you know a little bit uh, older or younger rather my cousins my older cousins remember the chickens running around the farm without a head oh god oh gosh i remember that <laughs> i mean my my grandma was ruthless man i didn't see any and i guess italy is just like anywhere else you, your food is determined by your locality yeah yeah there's also a restaurant in bristol because mm-hmm. this cracked me up called the angry italian oh there's one called the Angry Italian and the Angry Greek, oh, wow. which I was very fascinated with, yeah, and I had to, name. and I, so I looked up because we love Greek food, yeah. Um, and I looked it up online, and I'm reading the menu, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, I know why the Greeks Italian. There's no Greek food on this menu. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't understand. <laughs> I was like, I've, I've never. It was the oddest menu for a Greek restaurant. How about that? It was a lot of pizza and things oh, like really? that. So I wonder if the angry Italian owns the angry Greek. Okay. Maybe. Last anyway, time I ate. I thought that was a hysterical name. At a Greek restaurant. It was a conference down uh, in Buck County in north of Atlanta. And that stayed with me for three days. The last time I had Greek. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and see. So I haven't had Greek since. My favorite. Uh, Maybe a Greek salad. Greek restaurant is mm-hmm. in Abingdon. Okay. Abingdon has an amazing Greek restaurant mm-hmm. there, and uh, it, it's it's very very good. Yeah, uh, Greco Cafe, I think is what okay. it's called. Yeah, right there in little in little Abingdon, it's wonderful. How about that? Well, the Danville police say Naomi Willis has been found uh, alive and in need of medical 
attention. We talked about this uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they were searching for her. They had an extensive search involving multiple agencies, and she was located. Uh, Danville did want to thank the community for responding and the assistance of finding the 62-year-old woman. Hmm. And um, they uh, apparently in the early stages of dementia right. and uh hmm. And they were able to get to her. Um, of course, they were afraid she was in need of medical attention, and she was. Yeah. Okay. Very good news there. Yeah, no doubt. Hmm. We like a good story. We do. Bob Good, speaking of good, Bob mm-hmm. Good, representative, Republican, will be in the studio uh, at 8 o'clock. We'll talk to him about some national things as well as some state issues. Still have a chance to text in a question if you want to. 434 248 Zero four is our text line. You can call us up until eight o'clock if you'd like to just kind of chime in on a few things. Eight six six nine one six three seven seven six is our text line or our toll free number. Sorry. So we've been talking for a while now mm-hmm. about how the mainstream media has a tendency to pick and choose sure. the things that they that they cover, mm-hmm. um, like uh, <laughs> let's go, Brandon. They <laughs> right. <laughs> That that yeah. one caught on for a while. That one was uh, interesting. There's been another chant that has been largely ignored. I don't really? know if you saw this or not, but uh, outlets like CNN, MSNBC, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of your mainstream ones have overlooked a recent incident involving Oregon Ducks fans shouting obscenities during a college football game okay. on Saturday. This past Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Over the weekend, videos emerged of Oregon fans loudly chanting F the Mormons. Oh, wow. During a game against Brigham Young University. BYU, yeah. Brigham, Liberty's going to play him. Private school sponsored by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm-hmm. Got a good uh, program. Utah Governor Spencer Cox mm-hmm. shared one video of the fans chanting on his Twitter account, calling the chant an example of religious bigotry. Yeah. Religious bigotry alive and celebrated in Oregon. Hmm. Wow. As you've got, you know, a bunch of punks there chanting Mm. it. I won't be playing that for you this morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Oregon Pit, the student section of the University of Oregon, later apologized on Twitter Mm -hmm. shortly after the videos went public. To all Brigham Young University football fans in attendance at today's game, we apologize for the actions of some of the students in attendance. We do not condone or support any hateful speech directed towards one's religion, mm-hmm. and we are ashamed of those who participated. And there's some pretty pretty clear footage mm-hmm. of the ones participating. Mm-hmm. Uh, University of Oregon's interim vice president also issued a statement. Uh, we apologize for the despicable chants made by some University of Oregon fans today. There's mm. no place for hate, bias, or bigotry. These actions are unacceptable. We will investigate. We will call on our students and campus community to refuse to accept or tolerate this kind of behavior. Those words sound good, but what are you going to do about it? Well, here's the thing. You're going to investigate, and you're going to come. You've already written your conclusion already. This is how these things work. You know, they'll have some really good statement and then a lawyer will look at it and say, no, change this word and that word. And, and then you have your official apology and nothing happens. Nobody's drug in for hate crimes or anything like that. New York Times, Washington Post, they've been silent. Huh. Although Washington Post reported on the game. Hmm. 
this, of course, contrasted reporting on the racial slur allegedly being hurled at a black woman volleyball player at Duke last month. That didn't happen. That They've <laughs> proven that didn't happen. Rachel Richardson claimed that during a match against Brigham Young, she heard a fan yell the N-word. Right. Throughout the entirety of the match, she says. Yeah, yeah, and they've went through all the footage to see if it really happened. Shortly after her claim went viral, Brigham Young apologized for the alleged incident mm-hmm. and removed and banned the suspected fan, fan who re- revealed was revealed to be a Utah Valley University student. Oh, really? Is what this says. Okay. However, an investigation, as you said, mm-hmm. uh could not corroborate the story several witnesses said they didn't hear any racial slurs during Mm -hmm. the game no video has emerged of it ever being used anybody remember they were reporting that one remember uh, duke lacrosse then and that whole fiasco guys lives were ruined and it didn't happen so it's sad well the thing about it is there comes a time when so much of this stuff is talked about And especially with young people, they just come to expect it. They're just waiting to be triggered. So sometimes I do think they hear and see things that aren't even there because they're just waiting for it. Right. You know, Uh, I will say if this young woman made a false allegation, Mm -hmm. then she needs to be dealt with. Yeah. Because that's not okay. No, it's not. I mean, this person was, you know, kicked out and... And the man hours it took to sift through all that right. video and right, yeah, just there so you to could be, be you know, star for a day. Yeah, no, I don't don't know what I think about that. Actually, mm. I do know what I think about that. She should be dealt with. Yeah. You can't you can't do stuff like that. It's be a suspension of playing some games or something. Something. Yeah. It's just it's just silly. They got to start cracking down on some of this stuff. Yeah. When Seven, we come back, go ahead. Well, it's. 746. Go ahead. Biden says inflation hasn't spiked. Didn't know if y'all knew that. <laughs> My grocery bill would argue that case. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. We are the Virginia Talk. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not you. Maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2 percent. It's been, it's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that, but guess what? We are. We're in a position where, for the last several months, it hasn't spiked. It has just barely. It's been basically even. And in the meantime, we created all these jobs, and, and prices have have gone up, but they've come down for energy. The fact is that we've created 10 million new jobs We're in a, since we came to office. We're in a situation where we, the unemployment rate is about 3.7 percent, one of the lowest in history. We're in a situation where manufacturing is coming back to the United States in a big way. And look down the road. We have mass, massive investments being made in computer chips and, and employment. So, I, look, 
This is a process. This is a process. So much yelling at my TV. <laughs> so much yelling. Yep. If you missed it, that was on 60, 60 minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, just completely clueless. He is clueless. I mean, even the, even the guy doing the interview is like... Yeah, Scott Pelley. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? What? Well, Mr. President. I mean... It is up 8.3%. Like the highest in 40 years. He, oh, but I'm creating all these jobs. Yeah, but the problem is, it's the same people taking the jobs. I mean, we've got people who are working, right? Who who aren't taking the handouts, right? They're working two and three two jobs. Two and three jobs. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm seeing it in my own family, right? Where they're having to do that just to survive. Mm-hmm. Clueless. Totally. Completely. Totally. And totally. Clueless. Good thing he didn't interview him last month because he would have said... <laughs> Someone said, it's a process, Janet. Oh, it's a process. He would have said, well, Scott, it's 0%. 0%. Well, the zero meant it didn't climb any. It's still at 8.3%. I've got a, I've got a number for you, zero. Yeah. I mean, and Pelly even said, you're not saying that's good news. Well, they're, they're, track what I'm saying, Scott. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Scott. Uh, uh, oh, we're, we're uh, tracking uh, Jimmy, what we're saying. J- 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 uh, Jimmy Stewart, uh, the president. And I, did he even address the 12,000 point drop? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this, uh, of the Dow, the same day oh, he was celebrating his uh, Inflation Reduction Act? Uh, uh, Scott, don't pull the money out yet. Please keep it, you know. You got to yeah, play the, ride the, uh, ride yeah, the way. You got to play the long game. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, when it comes to credit card spending, yeah, oh, uh, categories gosh. are shifting. Have you seen this story? No, but I can only imagine people are using their plastic. For groceries and yep. gas. And that's going to come up and bite them in the shorts because... It will. The the uh, 0.75% increase right. from the Fed, that, that directly hits mm-hmm. credit cards and everything else. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially since it's not fixed, you know. Right. Yep. Um, and not, let's not even talk about what it's doing to retirement. Oh, accounts. retirement funds. I mean, good yeah. lord, don't even look at it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. People that literally have to retire on the dividends that they get from companies. I mean that that throws them into a. And if they were wise, you know that they they're dealing. Not everybody was able to do that, and some people are literally on that fixed income, and that doesn't change except for they're buying their their dollars buy less. It, Shane uh, texted mm. texted in mm-hmm. and said the employment numbers aren't even counting the people who no longer qualify for unemployment, right? That are have refused to return to work but are on welfare and other subsidies. Sure. Yeah. Well, how comes we never get those numbers, Janet? Yeah. How many more tapped into <laughs> Nobody the wants SNAP to talk program about that. or how many more tapped into welfare and Medicaid? We never get those increases because, you know, those numbers are going up. Well, and I, and I went, I had to stop by and it was at like a Dollar General because mm-hmm. I needed a bag of rice. That's what I needed. Right, right. So I had my, I had my cash in my hand. I sure. just needed a bag of rice and I was in... Um, Glasgow. No, oh, okay. Because, you know, I live out in the middle of nowhere. I was coming sure. back from Bristol. I needed a bag. I stopped in there. Mm-hmm. Got behind a man who had a cart absolutely filled right. with cereal, mm-hmm. Pop Tarts, 
uh, chips, right? Mostly junk food, right? And more cases of beverage than I could even think of. Right. I, I can't and let I can't even imagine a scenario where you would go through all that. But mm-hmm. um, and he was very kind. Right. He, he offered to let me go first because he had so much stuff, and sure. the lady had already started. And I said, it's no problem. And it was a hundred and twenty-five dollars worth of that kind of stuff of stuff that had no nutritional value. Right. That in my in yeah. my opinion, right, right. had no nutritional value. Sure. It would have thrilled my children if I had sure. bought it when they were yeah. kids. But and I, your teeth are going to rot and fall out of your head. But I just <laughs> I just wouldn't do it. And this was something he's a grown man and buy whatever right, he right. wants to. But pulled out an EBT card, sure, and paid a hundred dollars of it with the EBT card. Mm-hmm. And then pulled out a $100 bill and paid for the rest oh of it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And here I am with my wow. bag of rice going, what is happening here? <laughs> First of all, how how does any of that stuff qualify? Yeah. Why does that qualify? It for, shouldn't. Because, I mean, that there, there was zero nutritional value right. in any of that. Right. Pop-Tarts, cookies, sure. soda. How can that even be paid for with food stamps? Right, right. And, and granted, I'm naive about that because right. I haven't used it. But I was absolutely in shock, first of all, that somebody could spend $125 on that. Right. But the fact that it could be paid for in that way. Yeah. So Rep- it was pretty incredible. Representative Bob Good has joined us a little early. Good morning. Good morning. Great to be with you guys. Thanks you you walked me. in with me fussing. <laughs> well, for good reason. You're fussing about Bidenflation. <laughs> Well, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, we were talking about his interview on 60 Minutes where he was saying that there's, there's been no in, spike in inflation. Yeah. Well, it's the Putin price hike and uh, <laughs> right, right. the border is secure. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Been playing the vice president yeah. this morning and, saying and, that. And his Inflation Increase Act is going to reduce inflation by spending more money. So, <laughs> Even as the Dow's plummeting. Yeah. It's pretty pretty incredible stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've, we've been talking about it. You know it's bad when the Democratic lawmakers from Texas are like, we don't think you understand what the word secure means, Miss Vice President. <laughs> because, I mean, seriously, a, yeah. a, a Texas Democratic lawmaker is just. Yeah, not a mayor, a regular lawmaker, a regular one of your lawmaker. colleagues. Right. Henry Cuellar, yeah. a border fellow who's probably going to lose reelection, quite frankly. Mm. Probably. General. But uh, it's, it's worse than it's not secure. It is a willful, purposeful, intentional invasion facilitated by this administration. They are doing it to us on purpose. The plan is working as they have designed the plan. Well, we're going to talk about that plan and how we are going to, what's being done to protect the Commonwealth from it uh, under our new administration. Thank God. Uh, We're going to talk about that in the next hour. In the meantime, we do need to get our headlines in a Bill yep. Trefero will be coming in from the Roanoke News Desk yep. to get us an update uh, regionally uh, for Lynchburg, Roanoke, and the South Side. Uh, we're pleased to be bringing you the information you need for all of those areas, and we'll be back with that. You're listening to The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. And I'm Mark Lamb, and we'll have, again, Representative Bob Good with us. Yeah, we're going to pick pick some things apart. If you if you have a chance, you can still text us a question, 434-248-0704. 8 o'clock, CBS News is next.